Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of DTO Playbook Podcast. I'm Shane Haas, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about the ins and outs and ups and downs of being a director of therapy and inpatient rehab. In this episode, we're going to discuss the staffing calendar, and as the name implies, there's two parts. Part of it's to help keep up with your staff, and the other is the calendar part, which is to help plan which staff is going to be working on what day, so you know what team what team basically you have on the floor to help take care of patients that day. So in respect to the staff part, there is a tab uh, for staff to be entered, and you'll enter, of course, their names and, and their, their positions, whether they're PTs, PTAs, OTs, CODAs, or speech-language pathologists. You'll also enter your patient care text in the staffing tab as well. You'll, in addition to name, you'll have information that you find pertinent and helpful, such as cell phone numbers, EMR logins, availability for during the week, if they're PRNs at least. Also, if they're PRNs, the hours that they typically like to work and when they like to start, whether they like to start at 7 in the morning or they like to start at 8. You can note whether they're near or far away. So that way, if there's inclement weather, you know better who to call in and count on that could make it to work. You could note holidays worked. So we tracked the last two holidays because the expectation is to be available to work either Thanksgiving or Christmas every other year. So let's let everybody see each other's information. So if a therapist wants to get in touch with another therapist, then they can just go to the staffing calendar, find their information and reach out without having to uh, go through one of the team leads or through yourself as a DTO. So it does help reduce the number of questions that are going to come your way because staff knows how to find and interact with each other through the staffing calendar. A couple other miscellaneous points on there related to staff. We also note the areas of expertise for staff. So if they've gotten certification, say in Parkinson's or orthopedics or in uh, neurology, then that way the it's it's something everybody would know about. As your staff gets larger, it's a little bit tougher to keep up with this for us, let alone for each of the staff. And as you hire on new staff, we have the benefit of going through the interview process with them, but many of the frontline staff aren't involved in that and aren't aware of the expertise that, that they're coming in with as one of the new staff. So that's the staffing part of the staffing calendar. Great way to help keep information uh, organized and make it available to to everybody that's on the team. So the other part to it is the calendar part. The main part on the calendar is this is our our ability to look into the future and kind of plan the best we can, realizing we're gonna have some variation and fluctuation, but we wanna be able to plan ahead. And particularly when your full-time staff are gonna to plan to take days off or have vacations, then it lets us be able to reach out and see if we can fill those gaps with PRN help. So without a, a way to organize that, um, it would be certainly a lot more confusing. So the staffing calendar, of course, you have a tab for each month, January through December. And then it's organized in grouping by discipline. So you'll have physical therapy, which would be shaded in green. Occupational therapy, which would be shaded in uh, light blue. Speech language pathology would be light yellow and uh, patient care text would be in purple. And if you have outpatient at your facility, then we, we use gray to shade the outpatient therapist 
on the calendar. Additionally, each of those sections is separated by a, a heavy black line. Above that heavy black line would be full-time staff. Below the heavy black line would be PRN staff within each of those disciplines, whether it's PTOT, speech, outpatient, or uh, patient care technicians. When we reach out, if a full-time staff is going to plan to be off, when we reach out to the PRN staff, and it's usually by text, so we'll send out a simple text that might say, uh, are you available to help at the hospital on X, Y, or Z date? We just keep it pretty short and tight, and then they respond back to us yes or no. When we're waiting for them, once we've reached out and we're waiting for that response, we'll put a question mark in that particular cell for that PRN therapist in that day for that month. So that way it's easy for me to go in. If I see that a team lead has reached out to somebody, I don't want to reach out to them again. Uh, we don't want to reach out multiple times to the, the PRN therapist. Um, we want it to be able to, I guess for lack of a better word, we want to look like we communicate with each other here at the hospital instead of having two or three texts go out to the same person. So in that respect, that question mark is the signal that, hey, somebody's reached out, we're waiting to hear back from them. When we do hear back from that PRN therapist, if they say no, we'll just put an X in that cell and that tells us, hey, don't reach out again. We've already reached out and they told us no. And if they say yes, then we'll put the time that they're available in that cell. So if they say yes, I can help and I'm available all day and they like to start at eight, then we'll put eight to four in that cell. If they say, hey, I can only help in the morning, then we'll put eight to 12 in that cell. And then as we go to make census out, as it comes to the day before, we know what availability we have in the PRN uh, staff and we can assign the appropriate number of patients to them at that time. So the recommendation is if you have two or more full-time staff plan to be off, then go ahead and reach out. If it's only one full-time staff, we don't generally reach out ahead of time because we're never sure what census is gonna be at that time. And we don't wanna call off PRN staff too frequently. Uh, we certainly have a lot of respect for their time and realize when we book them, we want it to be a high percentage that that shift is gonna make so they can come in and, and make a wage and make a living. Additionally, if we have more than two staff off, we're gonna kind of cap letting full-time staff, if we can, we're gonna to try to cap that at no more than three being off on any one day. If we have more than three full-time staff off on any given day, we find it to be more challenging to get proper staff from our PRN pool if census suddenly starts to increase and climb and we get near a full house, then it is tougher to staff that on short notice with um, the existing PRN pool that we have. So for example, even this last week, it was spring break here, and a couple of staff were a little bit late to ask for time off. When they did ask for time off, census was a little bit low, so I went ahead and granted it. And wouldn't you know, as that week wore on, boy, census really started to jump up and we we're nearly at a full house on the Friday of spring break, which made it really tough to staff. And it was uh, certainly a lot of strain in the system. So to try to avoid that going forward, it would be better to um, not let more than three staff off on the same day and to let them know, request that time off at least two weeks or more ahead of time so you can have time to get proper PRN coverage uh, to make that day run smoothly. That is on a day-to-day -day basis how we would communicate with PRN staff and 
between team leads and DTO to make sure that we are having singular reach outs to staff and we're getting the information back from PRN staff and putting it on the staffing calendar so that each of us can see it as we go to make census uh, for the next day. Additionally, there's other information on the staffing calendar and we use it to note if somebody has a call-in day, so we'll put CI. If we've called them off, then we'll put CO. If there is a day off for work in the weekend, that will be noted DO. But this lets us keep track of weekend shifts worked by full-time staff, the days that they're requesting off. It also helps us manage the weekend signups for PRN. So we can note when we see them sign up, then we'll put them on for that weekend. And that lets us know going into our weekend preparation, what our staff is for that given weekend. There'll be, incidentally, there'll be another podcast just covering weekend prep uh, here in a few more episodes. So if that's a, an area of concern, uh, please check back with us in a few weeks and tune into the, the playbook podcast covering weekend prep. Uh, lastly, as it relates to the staffing calendar, it would be the end of the month. So towards the end or at the end of the month, after the, the month is complete, then the staffing calendar is set up to total the total time worked for each staff and put that into an equivalent full, full day kind of FTE benchmark. So that way we can compare staff to each other. Even if they've worked part days here and there for the month, it'll still total up and divide by eight so we can have a full-time equivalent to let us compare full-time staff to PRN staff. And additionally, in that comparison, we'll pull out of the EMR the total minutes billed for each of the therapists and put it on the staffing calendar. So the calendar will take that ratio of minutes per day and let us know at the end of the month how many minutes per day each of the staff has billed for the previous month. The reason that's useful, uh, we have a, a benchmark or a goal of 410 or more for full-time staff and 350 minutes or more for PRN staff. But if we see a staff member that's below that, that benchmark or threshold month after month, then we'll just initiate a conversation to say, hey, um, how can we be helpful as a, as a leadership team to let you better leverage and utilize the tools so you can meet those benchmarks of productivity? So that's really staffing calendars. So that's our episode. If you have questions related to your staff or your staffing calendar and keeping up with this information, please reach out. And I always thank you for tuning in to another episode of DTO Playbook Podcast. And we'll see you again soon in future episodes. Thank you.